Hello, 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 and welcome to the Intelligentleman Podcast. I am your host, Mel Walker, the Intelligentleman. Welcome, thank you for all your support and all of the, the love that I've been getting from the community. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about some little known facts in black history. Because as we know, black history is not just one month. It's 365 days. It spans the entirety of human existence. And so we definitely want to make sure that we highlight some of the things that are not celebrated that often. Um, And for this particular podcast, I'm going to be putting a a, a pretty, pretty uh, sharp focus on the ladies, women, the queens, ones who carry the struggle throughout the entirety of it and what's really really interesting about some of this is that you would think you know you hear about some some of the more um famous women who you know you know black who are in black history like your ma rainies and so on and so forth uh but you know there there are so much more to to our history and to our women you know i just want to talk a little bit about my experience right you know just growing up you know when i think back into my life i can truly say that there has always been a strong black woman supporting me in my life my entire life there's never been a time where there hasn't been one supporting me and i am so grateful i'm so grateful it, it's 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 amazing that you know um that they don't get the credit that they that they deserve they don't get the respect that they deserve and us as men as black men we don't put them on the pedestal that we should um you know and i know everybody has their own thoughts about how to do that you know whether it's you know housewife or you know providing for them to become whoever they want to become but you know everybody has their own but this is not a time for division this is a time for connection right so we're not going to talk about that you know for me I believe that everyone has the freedom to choose who they want to be when they want to be it you are not confined to anyone's predetermined role for you right um because we all have roles to play. Uh, but the women have played such a pivotal, such a pivotal role in civilization, in, in, in life since its inception, since life was through them, right? Uh, so let's, let's, let's give a shout out to them for that. And uh, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of these little known women who actually paved the way for some of the more well-known women in history right um first and i'm, and I'm reading from uh the book more dirty little secrets about black history it's heroes and other troublemakers volume two by dr clyde anderson and brant anderson um so this is where this is coming from if you want uh um You should get one of these books, not if you want, you should get one of these books and you can find all of the reference material as to where the brother got it because he did a lot of research, a lot of studying to put this into this book. So please, please go out and buy it, check it out. And I'm telling you, you're going to be enlightened because I I was, you know, I I mean, I I, I was reading through it and and I, and I noticed, you know, and it's, and it's reference material, right? So it's not like, you know, but as you read through each account about different things, and some of them are not good, some of them are good, uh, most of them are good. But you know, when you read through it, and you're like, "Wow!" I mean, I didn't even really know that that had anything to do with us, or you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm just gonna read some of this um, because I think I think these are things that that some people should know, right? Uh, the, the chapter is sex and sexual taboos. And the reason why he named it that was because people have, and not sex as in the sex, but in in sex as in male-female sex, right? So 
we're talking about that <laughs> you know taboos like people think that you know men might have did some of these things but actually it was some females it was some women right it was the black women okay so black i'm gonna give you some black women inventors and i'm gonna read directly from the book because i want this to be clear and i think the brothers did a great job at, at making it as clear as possible uh despite the barriers of racism and gender black women invented and patented numerous useful commercial products it is a twist of fate that any documentation exists at all because for centuries few public or private records indicated the race and or gender of the inventors key point however even incomplete government records show some of the accomplishments of black women inventors Sarah E. Gould was one of the first black women inventors to receive a patent. She invented the folding cabinet bed in 1885. How about that? How about that? Ellen F. Eglin invented the clothes wringer in 1890. In 1888, Marion E. Benjamin invented the gong signal system that the United States House of Representatives adopted to summon pages. Who would have knew that? Who would have known that? That something used in our U.S. Capitol, the United States House of Representatives, they adapted this. They adapted her technology, what she created, and they used it for them, right? It's amazing. You, you, and again, you know, this is just a few. This is not even like a, an extensive list. So I encourage everybody to go out there, and do your research, and find out about some of these people yourself, and, and push it out there. Push it out there, because the world needs to know. Our little girls need to know, growing up, that they can do more than what they see out there on the TV. All of our children. Okay, we need to get we need to start elevating all of our children, but I'm in the mind that you start elevating the people through how you treat their women. So when you start treating the women better, then you can elevate the people, right? Why is that? It's because the women teach are the first teachers of the children. They're the first teachers. They're the first teachers. So when that happens, you have to be, you have to treat them well so that when they teach the children, they teach the children well. I mean, it's, 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 it's just that simple. Um, and thank you, Brandy. We black every day. That's right. We black every day. Thank you, Brandy, for, for joining in and watching. Ebony, always a pleasure to have you on there. Such a blessing. Ebony says, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta hold our queens up. Sarah Boone, Claytonia, Dorticus, Alicia, Alice Parker, Ar Arcacia Ross, Jane Wright, were other black women who held government-approved patents. Some of their inventions included, and I'm gonna start naming out some: photographic. Uh, print wash the photographic print wash if you ever seen like those uh, black rooms when people do photography the, the photographic print wash when they wash the print when they put the, the photograph into the it looks like water but it's not water it's it's a, it's a solution that helps the, the photograph to uh, I forgot what the term is but it helps the, the photograph to come to come onto the onto the uh, film right um, the house leak stop the ironing board <laughs> the ironing board put a black woman into a, a hard situation and see what she come up with a, with a solution for it <laughs> she made the ironing board suspenders she had to keep coming up there and, and fixing her, 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 her king up hey you, you pull, pull up your pan your pan's falling down so she just she just uh, invented the the suspenders, the trousers support. <laughs> There's so much insight into that, right? 
And the queens have always been taking care of us. They always have been coming up with ideas and inspiration, being muses for, for our culture since the beginning of time, since the beginning of time. So we gotta get a credit where the credit is due. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta honor them. We gotta honor them, I'm telling you. The amount of money and recognition these black women receive for their various patents and inventions are unknown. Now that's the sad part. We don't know how much money they got, but hopefully they got well compensated. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, some more, some more here in just a second. But um, let's just let's just look at this for a minute. So when we're talking about Black history and we're looking back onto so many different avenues that we had to go to get through what we were going through, right? Uh, in, in any in any case, that these black women ro rose to the occasion and they went out there and solved whatever problem that they were faced with. Now that's that, that's that's inspirational, and it's not because it's not because they're women. It's because they surmounted the odds that were against them, because the system was not set up to allow them to do a lot of things. So they were able to rise above that and still contribute to society. That's powerful. That's powerful. It should be equal. It should be equalized, right? It should be no problem, right? Ebony says black women are resourceful and creative. We always find a way. That's right. Always. It's so amazing. Again, I, I use my own experience. I think back into all the times where like when I was a child, you know, my dad's at work. You know, my grandmother's taking care of us while we're there, you know, and, you know, I'm sitting there and, you know, we might have some kind of problem. She always had like a solution. So whatever it might be, <laughs> you know, we sitting there, you know, like, oh, man, I can't figure this out. He's like, boy, just go over there and do this. Da, da, da. It's like, oh, okay. All right. And we'll do that. Right. I mean, even it, it see, it seems simple. It seems very simple, but it, it, it's, it's the spirit. It's, it's the spirit behind it, right? They've always been taking care of us. They always have been there supporting us, supporting whatever we're doing, always being there for us. So we got to be there for them. And I'm talking to the kings right now. I'm talking to y'all. We got to be there for them. We got to stop. You got to stop with all the, all the extra. You got to stop all that. We have to be there for them, period. And you don't need nothing back from it. You don't need nothing for them. We, we just need to be there for them, okay? That's all we need to do. And then let's let's elevate, because as we do that together, we can elevate. And another one of the themes I told you for this for this month that I was gonna be on was Akuma, right? The concept of love. Uh, and we'll talk about that on a later podcast. But you know, I just want to say, like, this is this is all tied into that, though. You know, this is black love. This is how we love each other. You know, we, we know our struggles. We know what we're going through. So why not have that empathy, right, for each other and, and use that to build each other? That's that's really what a, that's really what a, what, a, what a glow up, as they say, or where where, you know, where the bag is, you know, building each other. That's where it's at. You see the picture in the background, Black Wall Street. You know what it is. We're talking about Black Wall Street, and we're talking about we all have to do it together. We're not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a me thing, a I thing, a I did this, a you do that. It's we. How can we do this? That's what we. That's that's the mindset we have to start living in and breathing in. That's right, Brandy. Big bag. That's right. We're talking about some big bags because there's opportunities, right? opportunities and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm reading to you right now the inspiration right now this, I mean it's it's so amazing like the look the ironing board like who would have known that nobody would have known that you see what I'm saying like we, we we have to we have to start looking back at our past so that we can understand where we need to be going in the future my boy James Wright what's going on King Peace and love to your brother. You know, we got we got to make sure that we that we're lining this up right. We got to line it up right cuz we we if we're not there for each other, then who's going to be there for us? 
how do we, again, how do we get through some of the worst times in our, in our history on this planet? How do we get through together? That's how. Queen Tubman, pulling, pulling people, right? I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta use these lessons. You gotta use these lessons and we gotta, we gotta understand. We gotta start trying to understand each other. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna talk about what my brother said one time on one of his posts, James. You know, when he was talking about, you know, being in the street, you know, makes you kind of, kind of, and I, and I brought this up in a past uh, podcast as well. You know, it makes you, it makes you not trust people, you know? So you have to kind of get out of that, right? But we have been ingrained to not trust each other through the system that we, that we navigate in, right? So we have to break that too. We got to break that too. Even if you're not in that type of situation, it's just out there, you know, from the way the welfare system is set up, right? So what I'm trying to say is we have to create our own systems so that we can be able to provide for each other. Once we can do that, then we can really truly elevate because can't nothing can't nothing keep us. Can't nobody tell us, nah, you can't go there. All right. I, I, I gave you some facts about Black Wall Street, which you see behind me right now uh, on one of my previous podcasts, podcast before last, right? It was the most, in the most segregated part of the United States is where this happened. In the most segregated. So where the most hatred towards us is where we came together the strongest. Understand that. We can use that. We can use what we're going through to help build ourselves because it should make us come closer together. It shouldn't, it shouldn't drive us apart. It shouldn't be all, all men for themselves and everybody running and going trying to find, you know, whatever they're trying to find. Nah, let's let's come together. Let's see what we can do together. Uh, as a as a friend of mine always says, you know, and it's an African proverb. You know, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go together, right? That's the mentality. We got to have that mentality. We want to go far. We want to have, like Randy in her episode when she was on my on my podcast. If you want to build generational wealth, then you have to think about the long game. It ain't about the short game. It's about the long game. So you got you to gotta be visionary with, with, with your moves. It's chess. It's not checkers. So you got to be visionary, right? Brandon says, there's so many things we have to unlearn and do. That's right. That's right. That's right. So you have to be open. So you got to be open. First, you got to understand that you, you already been programmed. So if you've been programmed, then you got to know that some of your responses are not going to be the way that they should be. So you really have to do that introspection. Me, for me, it's meditation, right? Meditation mindfulness when i'm when i'm being mindful of my influence of what's influencing me what is telling me what is what is it that i'm that i'm using as a signal to to guide my step is it my inner me is it me or is it some other influence and that's where that's where the critical part is right that's where the critical part is and that's what you have to that's what you have to think about Emily says yes programming and reprogramming is imperative that's right yep right <laughs> she put the chess chess pieces up there that's right it's chess it's not checkers so you can't just be jumping all over the board like just think that's gonna that's gonna get you where you're trying to go that's not how that works it don't work like that you gotta strategize you gotta strategize. Think about it. Think about your move. Get together with your kings and your queens. Let's let's get a round table. Let's get a round table. Right? And everybody in this chat, I'm, I'm gonna be talking to y'all a little bit after this about some stuff that's going on. But you know, let's get a round table together. Let's let's have let's have community meetings. Let's let's talk about this. Let's 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 talk about and, and strategize and make plans as to how we can utilize the resources that we have to build. That's what we got to do. 
One person might have a building. The other person might have some cash. The other person might have some resources, right? Well, let's put it all together. Let's put it all together. Ain't nobody got to be one above the other. Ain't nobody above the other. I like the meme that floats around, and I'm gonna get back to these to these facts here because I got some good ones for you. But I'm, you know, it, I like this meme that's floating around that says, you know, um, if ain't nobody a boss if everybody around the table is a boss, right? So you, you if you all bosses, then ain't nobody bossing nobody. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta have that spirit. You gotta have that right mindedness. You got to be able to come to the table, sit back, listen, and be able to sometimes take somebody else's idea over your own and say, well, you know what? I think that's a better. Let's try that idea. If that doesn't work, I got another idea. I got a plan B for that plan A. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter who go first. It don't matter who makes it successful because we all going to be successful. That's the point. We're all going to be successful if that's why we in this, you know? So it doesn't matter which plan we go with. It really doesn't matter. It's all about what we need to do, right? All right, so I'm going to talk about somebody that's very famous, but I'm going to talk about a role that she is not known for. (laughs) And when I say the name, everybody going to be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. I know what she did. But you don't know this, though. So I want to I want to bring this to people's attention because you know our women are powerful warriors too. Now they ain't nothing to play with. <laughs> they ain't nothing to play with. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Now listen to this, right? The name of this this is uh, an off Broadway spy. Now just that name, like what? Josephine Baker was a popular black entertainer who became a spy and hero for the Allies during World War II. Josephine Baker was born in June 1906 in St. Louis, Missouri. By the time she was 16, Josephine was a popular entertainer recognized for her dancing and singing talents. Black musicians Noble Sissel and Ubi Blake were so impressed with her talent that they introduced her to the national American audience when they featured her in their all-black musical, Shuffle Along. The show opened on Broadway in 1921. Okay, so that's some of the things that that she was in and that she's readily known for, right? Okay, now let's get to the stuff that she wasn't really known for, right? The white entertainment industry responded as it has throughout history. It quickly began emulating black entertainers while using political and economic power to force them out of Broadway musicals. Now we know about that too, right? Pay attention. Rather than fighting racism within the American entertainment industry, Josephine Baker formed her own troupe as so many black entertainers did, then moved to Europe where she felt they would be respected and appreciated. Miss Baker guessed right. Europeans were dazzled by the black musicians, singers, and dancers. Josephine Baker became the hit of the European continent for the next 20 years. For the next 20 years. When the Germans invaded France in the 1940s, they too were so attracted to Josephine Baker and her black troupe that they allowed her shows to continue under Germany's military occupation. The highest ranking officers in the German army regularly attended her shows and socialized with her. They never realized that Josephine Baker was gathering secret information from them and conveying it to America and the European allied forces through the French underground. Huh, who would have thunk it, huh? After World War II, Josephine Baker was inducted into the French Legion of Honor for her work as a spy. She died on April 15, 1975 from a cerebral hemorrhage in Paris, France. Baker risked her life for America, as well as for France. However, only France honored and expressed its love for her. So what is so what are we saying? What are we really saying right now? We have to honor our queens. We have to do this. 
as black men, we should be doing this. If nobody else does that, we should be doing that. And it's situations like this that just kind of awakens the need for the black man and the black woman to come together, right? We really have to start looking at this thing from a different angle. We really do. We really do. We got we to look at this from a different angle. No longer, you know, I like the way Nas said it in one of his songs, you know, you know, the black woman is not just for sex. She's not just for, you know, uh, pleasure. She's not just for, you know, home, uh, home rearing, you know, kid rearing and, all. It's, you know, look, the mother plays her part. The queen plays her part too, right? So we have to recognize both in the black woman. We have to understand that they're not just, you know, one dimensional. They're multi-dimensional just like we are. So we have to make sure that we're that we're painting that same picture. When we talk about our black queens, that's how we need to be talking. We don't need to be talking down to them. Now we know that everybody's gonna not gonna be, you know, saying the same message. And that's okay. That's okay. But we ain't gonna let nobody else disrespect them though. You see what I'm saying? Like that's that's not on the table. We can we can talk to our queens with them. And, and and I like the way KRS one uh put it uh in one of in one of his talks that he was talking, you know. When when a queen when when a when a when a black woman, when a black female is around queens like they were back in the real hip hop days, right? like MC Lights and the Queen Latifahs. What happened? They became queens too. They see that, they like, that's power. They know, they can see it. They can see it within themselves. They see the divinity, they know. They're like, oh, this is my true power. It's not sex, it's not, it's not being a sexual object for somebody. It's this, it's this, it's this, right? Point in case. I want to bring this up. So, Honey says, <laughs> Honey Renee Gunn says, that's dope. Josephine Baker icon, right? Who would have known that? Nobody would have known that. That's right, Ebony. Clap for him. Clap for him, please. We got to all clap for him. Since we're so into challenges, respect black women challenge. That's right. There we go. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all share that out there, too. Share it out there. And post the name of a black woman that you respect when you put it out there too. It could be your mom, it could be your sister, it can be your family, it can be others, anybody. But put it out there. Let's 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 make that go viral. Let's do that. Okay? Alright. Africa's Amazon women. Hmm. What is this about? <laughs> About to tell you what it's about. See, everybody that knows me like knows like I'm like a, a superhero geek, right? I like I like Marvel movies and all that kind of stuff. Like I like I like I like that type of stuff, right? You know, um, and me and my daughter, like me and my daughter, we watch stuff like that. It's very inspiring. So the fictional Amazon woman called Wonder Woman was immortalized in post World War II comic books and a 1970s television series. The story goes that Wonder Woman and her sister Amazons were attractive, skilled warriors from a fictional island who devoted their lives to fighting crime and corruption around the world. Mm. These female warriors were stronger than the average man, while most admirers accepted Wonder Woman and the Amazons as nothing more than fictional characters, there is evidence that Amazon women really existed over a century ago. In 1892, French legionnaires fought with and learned to respect what Europeans called African Amazons. Huh, interesting. These Amazon were tall, strong, black women. <laughs> they were professional fighters and soldiers from the kingdom of Dahomey which is now known as the Republic of Benin. Huh? That's the one that you're probably familiar with. In West Africa, 
there are enough similarities between the African women of the homie and the comic book Amazon women to conclude that the original Wonder Woman comic book character was probably inspired by real black African women. Look at that. Look at that. You see that? It's 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 amazing to me, you know, how we don't really get a lot of this information, you know, and and it's sad because it gets lost in the translation a lot of times, right? Because some key factors might be left out and, you know, you won't really get the full story. But, you know, when you when you do the research and you go back and you look at some of these things and you find out like, wow, okay. Which, I mean, I mean, come on. If you look at it, if you think about it, especially me, because, you know, I, I'm familiar with the comics. So when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it gotta be a black one. Because no other archetype in the world fits that structure, period. There is none. I mean, that's, and that's just being real. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not had nothing to do with anything else other than just facts, right? So, I mean, it makes sense to me, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's one of those things where you wouldn't even really know about it unless, unless you actually uh had you know that type of knowledge or went and looked it up and stuff like that right so those are some of the things that you know um that i wanted to kind of just bring to people's attention just to say that you know we need to really we really need to focus on holding our black queens up we really need to focus on because it's imperative. They have so much, they have so much to provide. And, it, and it's not just from that perspective. Like it's not just about what they can give us, right? It's, it's what are we doing for them? <laughs> what are we doing for them, right? That's what we really need to be asking the question about. What are we doing for them? Because they doing a whole bunch by themselves. Um, got a black woman that owns her own bank right i mean you know we talk about black owned banks and black owned banks. yeah but it's a woman that owns a black owned bank people don't even know about that i encourage you to go and research that too right i mean it's so much that we really do not give our black women credit for you know we really have to make sure that when we're talking about black history we're not just talking about, you know, the, the the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther's, Martin Luther King Jr.'s, you know, not not just talking about the Booker T. Washington's, not just talking about the, you know, it's good. Our kings, they, they did their thing. They did their thing. But let's make sure we celebrate our queens just as much, if not more, if not more, because I will debate with someone that, the only reason why the black man was able to survive as long as he has was through the support of the black woman. And sometimes the lead. Because our black women lead too. They don't just they don't just support. They're not just in the background. Some women out there leading. They out there leading the charge. And I love to see them all coming together. That's a beautiful thing. So you'll always find me celebrating. And celebrating them wherever I go whatever I do uh, like I said my personal experiences in this has been one of I've always had a black woman support I talk about you know Miss Erin the one who turned me on to entrepreneurship and, and actually <laughs> forced me to start charging people for a service you know that I that I provided people because just because I like to do it That was a black woman. Black woman. My grandmother that was always there throughout everything in my life was a black woman. So let's make that let's let, let's make that normal. <laughs> let's make that normal. Alright? Now I'm gonna talk about another. A female Tuskegee pilot, Miss Mildred Carter, 
was among the first women to earn a pilot's license from Tuskegee Institute Civilian Air Training School, which became legendary with the success of its airmen in World War II. Female pilots of any race were prohibited from flying in combat. However, after she received her license in 1941, Carter felt she could find a flying career in civilian aviation. But it was not to be. Her flying career ended before it began. She received a letter from the Women's Air Force Service Pilots that stated she was ineligible to fly because of her race. Because of her race. Carter continued to fly and rack up flying hours in her private time at her own expense. See, look at that. That didn't stop her, though. You know what I mean? That, that's, that, that's the resilience of the black woman. In 1943, the Women's Auxiliary Ferrying Squadron and the Army Air Force Women's Flying Training Detachment were formed. These women pilots ferry planes from the factories to their point of embarkation. Mrs. Carter again applied to join these female flying groups. Her dream of flying for her country again was shot down by the head of the program. According to some historians, at least two Asian and several Hispanic women were accepted into the flying program. Apparently, black female pilots were on the lowest rung of the preference ladder. They were just below black male pilots. The program was already tenuous because female pilots were not socially accepted. See, this is the key about this, right? Black, I mean, not only was, you know, being a black woman hard, but just being a woman was hard, right? I mean, so you got all these layers on top that these women had to overcome and to fight through just to do what they wanted to do, just to do what they loved to do, just to contribute in the way that they wanted to contribute. Wow. I mean, you know, so what does that mean? That means as kings, as as men, we need to start helping, which a lot of them have been broken and we still we still working on them. but we need to be spearheading that part in the places where it's too hard and i won't say too hard but where it's difficult it's challenging for them to get into we need to hey oh no you know how a gentleman opens the door holds the door open for for the for the lady we need to do that we get in we hold the door open here you go You know, I mean, that's that's how we need to be, you know, as as black men too. We need to have that thought in our mind. You know what I'm saying? We need to be thinking about that. The program administrators hinted that the addition of female pilots were who were black would drive a nail in the coffin of the flying program. The sky was the limit, except for a female black pilot. So again our black women have throughout history overcome and contributed to our society and its <laughs> crazy rules right because as we all know you know a lot of times back you know uh, in a lot of places back in our history and our culture um beginning of civilization you know our women were always held up in high esteem we always did that that's not something that's not something new we're getting back to doing it but that's not something new the concept of of men being the head has always been a, a, a westernized idea even though it's not really westernized it's it's, it's always been an idea but it's just it's not been something that we have participated in, right? From the beginning of time, we always held our women up to the highest esteem. You know? So we need to get back to that. Let's get back to that. Because that's that's really um, 
that's really where our success will lie. I believe that our success hinges on our ability to come together. Uh, Kayla Hall is joining us. Thanks, Kayla, for joining in. Um, Honey Renee Gunn says, your love and support for the black woman is divine, King. Thank you. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate that. I always, always appreciate everything that you do. I really do. I really do. And any way that I can try to help, I'm going to try to help. Um, and that includes using my platform for exactly that. Um, and again, everybody who's in this chat, everybody that uh, is interested, you know, we're going to be talking about some things that we're doing. Um, and I want to get together and I want to have a meeting that what we're doing to to help facilitate these things, to help bring together our community into the next Black Wall Street, right? Hey, 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 I'm in here. <laughs> Thanks to Brandy. I always love to support and have value added to my life. Thank you, Kayla. You, you definitely add value to others as, as we add value to yours. Thank you so much for all your contributions and your love and light. We appreciate you too. Uh, for joining the Intelligent uh podcast family. Um, and so, yeah. So when we're talking about these things, you know, these, these are black history moments that people don't know about, right? But are so pivotal. It's so pivotal. If Josephine Baker hadn't gotten the information that she gotten from the Germans and giving it to France and the United States, they might not even have won. That's how pivotal we're talking about. We're talking about course of civilization changing. <laughs> that's that's the level of of our queens. This is this is what they do, and they do it well and with grace. And we appreciate you. Um, and definitely, we're gonna be checking out. Uh, Miss Honey Renee Gunn's uh, Self Love Saturday Camp uh, later this month, uh, Kings and Queens edition, where we're gonna come together on there. We're gonna come together on there, right? And if you want to sign up, please get with her. She's in the chat. Uh, Honey Renee Gunn on uh, Facebook. Reach out to her so that you can uh, so that you can sign up. Also, you can go to her website which is singtoinspireyou.com singtoinspireyou.com spelled just like it sounds and please go and sign up and support right? check it out I think you're gonna I think you're really gonna like it I think you're gonna like it I think it'll be something valuable for you you know yeah that's what we're doing around here we're just gonna shout out everybody we're gonna shout out everybody and everything that we're doing why you see it that's what we doing. We building. That's what we doing. We ain't, we ain't tearing nothing down. We building it all up. We building it all up. Okay. So let's. Uh, I want to talk about one more. And this one is gonna really kind of. <laughs> it's gonna really kind of shake things up a little bit. The first two black Miss Americas. For centuries, white women have been the American standard of beauty. In 1981, which is my birthday, I was born in 1981. However, the nation was shocked when two black women were crowned Miss America. For the first time in 62 year history of Miss America beauty pageant, Vanessa Williams, previously Miss New York State, became the first black woman to be crowned Miss America. In the very same Atlantic City pageant, the first runner-up to Vanessa Williams was Suzette Charles, Miss New Jersey, who became the first black woman to win that state title. This double win for the black female set a historic precedent, though Miss Williams was later forced to give up her crown following revelations that she... So, so... What happens at that point, right? They always try to find a way 
to discredit you, to, to bring you down, right? So it's very critical that us as men, we protect our women. You know, with that particular story, you know, they found out that she had posed for some some magazines. And so they went and took the crown. But they, again, it's always going to be something. It's, we're always going to be up against something. So we always have to stand together. Okay. So, and I, and I, and I make that point because there's a lot of things circulating when it comes to your Cardi B's and your Megan Thee Stallions and all that kind of stuff. So when it, when it comes to this, and yes, there is a point that we should hold, you know, people to a higher standard, right? We should hold our, everyone, our, ourselves to a higher standard. This is true. But don't forget that people use these things against you to bring you down. So don't be a part of that process. Don't be a part of the process that brings somebody down. Again, in history, historically, if you want to raise the consciousness of a person, of someone, you put them around people who have a raised consciousness. As a community, we have to collectively raise our consciousness in order for us to get past some of these things that we find ourselves in because that's where we have been told that we will only be successful. And I say that because me being in the IT field, a lot of times our our girl, young girls and boys, they always don't they don't feel worthy of getting into the IT field. They feel like they're not smart enough, that they don't have the resources, that they don't have the support to 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 do something like that. Right? So it's our job to make sure that we provide these opportunities for people to to go into other places to that you know where they can have their their shine. That's what we got to do. You know? Because they're always going to it's always going to be something that people are going to use because that's where we are. That some somebody's going to use to try to throw shade you know throw shade on you you know to, to 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 throw a monkey wrench into what you got going on right stop your shine right i mean so you you have to be aware of that you have to be aware of that right and us as a culture as a people we have to be aware of that too and we can't allow that we can't allow us to tear ourselves apart you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's again that shouldn't be on the on the table. That shouldn't be an option. We're not gonna tear ourselves apart. Now we might elevate each other. We might, you know, I might shoot, you know, shoot you some information, shoot you some knowledge, you know. But I'm not gonna tear you down. That's not that's not my that's not my goal. That's that's not my mo. That's not that's not how I operate. So. That's what we need to be doing. As people, we need to be thinking like that. We need to be thinking, how can I provide things to the youth to put them in a better position later in life? That's what we need to be thinking about, right? And it all starts with looking back in history and looking and, and being proud to know that we have contributed so much, so much to everything, to the entire world that's what black history 365 is all about ain't enough days in february to talk about our contribution it's not <laughs> and it ain't because it's only 28 days in the in the month either <laughs> it's just because you can't do it you can't do it in a year and so but we i mean since that's what we're working with we're just gonna go with the year right so we're gonna say 365 all right so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Um, please, definitely go get that book. Check that book out. It's called More Dirty Little Secrets about black history. It's heroes and other troublemakers. 
Now we, as we, as we know, you know, John Lewis, he was, he was famous for saying, you know, make good trouble, right? So other troublemakers, brothers telling you like, you know, some of these people were considered troublemakers because they shook things up. They didn't, they didn't just go with the, the status quo with how things work. These people in this photograph behind me, they didn't just go with the status quo. They didn't just go with what the established way of thought was. And this was back in 1900s up to the 1920s, right? Where they built this over the span of 20 years. So think about what we can do in the next 20 years. Because we got way more resources than they had. So what can we build? Hmm. Something to think about. And on that note, I'm going to close out the Intelligent Gentleman podcast and I'm going to thank everybody for watching, listening. Thank you so much for supporting. Please go to my anchor. Uh, I'll put the, I'll put the uh, link in the chat um, and, and you can support on there or you can leave a message, a voice message, and I can, I'm going to start putting those up. I'm, I'm going to start playing them on the show so that, you know, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to share, please share and we definitely going to make sure we get it out there for you. But please keep it, you know, keep it keep it family friendly. I'm trying to keep this family friendly as much as possible because I wanted to reach the widest audience that it can reach. I wanted to reach as many people as it can reach. That's the goal. All right? So with that being said, thank you again. Peace, love, light, and y'all have a great one, okay? Y'all take care of yourself and be safe.